Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to the Matt Townsend Show. I'm your host, Dr. Matt Townsend, your coach, your guide on the side, doing what we can on this program every day of the week. Two hours now in the Matt Townsend Show Grande, talking about solutions to help you and your loved ones get the tools you need, the skills, everything you need to make your life healthy and happy. Welcome to the program. Another great day. I'm looking in the face. Of Skyboy, my cute little Iowa Hawkeye. Wow, that's a compliment. <laughs> I know. I'm feeling really good about you today. Thanks, Matt. Do you know why? I don't know why. Because apparently, when you left here yesterday, you had a secret admirer named Katie. I did. And you must have found her because you didn't finish the show. You left somewhere mid-show to go with Katie. Yeah, well, so I got on Facebook during the show and I typed in Katie. Yeah. And I just looked at every Katie and I every Katie, messaged, messaged every Katie. Every Katie on Facebook. Every Katie on Facebook messaged every single one. And? To ask her if she left me the note. Yeah. And, Where did you find out? Well, five of them responded that they did. Okay. So then I just picked the best one. Which? How did you know the best one? <laughs> just which, whichever one I thought was prettiest. Really? Yeah. And um, that worked. Yeah. Now we're dating. <laughs> uh, we're engaged to get married. That's just weird. So you really went with this Katie that you found on Facebook? Yeah, well, she found me. She left me the note. Yeah, so. she did. So is it love? <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know if there's anything that says love like a Capri Sun. Oh, boy, you said it. Yeah. Oh, you know what would? Fruit by the foot. A fruit roll-up. Fruit roll-up with a Capri Sun. Mm, now you're talking a 12-year-old crush. <laughs> <laughs> the trifecta. Well, that's cool. Congratulations. Thank you. I'm happy for you because some of us, when you left, some were thinking, is someone playing a prank on this guy? But apparently not. <laughs> and we did a lot of research. I came in this morning and or the middle of the day and saw Aaron, who's one of the board ops, and thought he's got to be the guy. So I, I came in to grill him to find out if he did it. And apparently was, Bryce had already beat me to it. Was he drinking a Capri Sun? Wait, did he do it? No. No? No, he went through double grilling. I stayed here late last night, (laughs) went through security tapes (laughs) to see if there were any security security people. No, you remember Sam who did our news? Yeah. He's working security now. Yeah, I talked to him. We should talk to him. They actually called in some people. They called in some people from the FBI. It's the Food Bank International. Food bank. It was different, but they know where all the Capri Suns have gone. It's, it's the, the, I, you know, the IBC, <laughs> the International Bank of Commerce, not yeah. the root beer. Not the root beer. <laughs> it's a different thing. Um, anyway, well, I'm happy for you. So you haven't, I guess you haven't heard from her today. Not today. Not, not yet. Okay. Did she leave you anything else? Not today. Really? No. Have you checked everywhere? I haven't checked everywhere. Because what do you call this? I was just kidding. <laughs> so uh, that's cool. Happy happy days. Merritt, you're back. I'm back. We missed you. I wasn't you. really gone. I know. Well, you were gone. No. I just... We felt like you were gone because you weren't here. Well, that's going to be kind of normal from now on. And, oh. and it's weird because Merritt is 
Well, I guess Merritt was one of the newer people on our show, and yeah. she's also the youngest person on our show. But even still, whenever she leaves, me and Rob are just like, it's like it's like, like the parents. Mom's left. gone. Mom's gone. What do we do? Mom gone. <laughs> See, when my mom would leave, I would just go play, and then I knew we were good until I heard her pull up in the driveway. Well, then we're like, clean, everybody, clean. But here's the thing: really moms fast. always know. Oh, so God. what? Yeah, what do you I mean? can always figure out how the show went, can even you? when I wasn't here. Yeah. <laughs> So, um, how did it go yesterday? Pretty well. Did it? Yeah. So it's a positive adverb before the <laughs> ly. That's interesting. Goodly you know? as opposed to yeah, poorly. you know it is it is radio and it is broadcast and I can Hold listen to it. it. If... Are they broadcasting the show? <laughs> when did they start doing that? You weren't supposed to tell Matt. Oops. We're this is. I thought we were still beta testing. <laughs> a year and a half later, the beta test. Well, we missed you, and um, and today we wanted to save a topic for you to be here. This is the topic we actually needed you here. Yeah, good thing I scheduled it when okay. I was here. I'm glad you made up the idea and you scheduled it and found <laughs> the person because this wouldn't work very well without like a mature adult in the in the studio. I uh, yeah, I know. You want to give the topic? Yeah, I'm... the topic. <laughs> topic is bullying, but not just bullying. It's no. specifically how girls bully. Ooh. My, oh, I had sister. I still yeah, do. I still have them. Girls but can be vicious. Girls are vicious. Yeah. I And that's something I don't feel that as a girl I've ever really caught on to. It's like one of those things. You're not, you haven't caught on to the viciousness of being a female? It's a very powerful side Yeah. Well, it's like kind of like really long nails. Some girls wear their nails. It's yes. like one of those things that I've never understood. But like how the cat fighting yeah. and the gossip, like that's yeah. something I just You'd never got into out that. of. But I view with horror and fascination well i know bryce loves it wait this is about merit not me okay <laughs> sorry about that um i had three sisters but see it doesn't have to involve nails but it would whenever we would get in a tussle is what we called it tussles whenever we t- tussle scratch fest i'd get scratched to death like i would never scratch or pinch but my sisters would you know what else they would do oh they were so bad they'd they'd pin me to the ground and put my arms up above my head, and they'd, I'd be oh. pinned. Then they would take their long 1970s hair, <laughs> and they'd brush it across my face. <laughs> they were the biggest bullies in the world. It was horrible. Horrible. Yeah. And what, did I, what could I do? How many years between you and the youngest sister? 14. No, just kidding. Um, three. Okay. But no, it was the young one I could take. She was still small enough. <laughs> she didn't get it's very the big. the older two that were about seven and ten years older than me. And they were smarter than me. That, that whole, yeah. that really? whole you know, yeah. brain that's yeah. grown ten more <laughs> yeah. years than yours. They had a ten-year advance. But I, um, I was faster and I was agile. I moved like the wind. You got to work with what you got. Yeah, but see, that doesn't help if you're being bullied by girls at school. You can't have the agility like a cat that I had. Well, no. And see, the thing is, is that girls don't usually bully physically. Oh. Yeah. So there are different types of bullying. Okay. We yeah, need to ready? know this because I think Sky's a bully. Oh, okay. I guess we can analyze I mean, I'm just them. throwing that out there. Yeah. If he's a cute bully. <laughs> he's not taking your lunch money because he never has lunch. <laughs> I know. That's true. That's true. That's true. So maybe he bullies more like a female. Let's hear. Yeah. So um, there's physical bullying, which yeah. involves hurting somebody or their possessions. So that's... 
That seems kind of like what guys do a lot. But, you know, you've seen a lot lately, those girls, gangs kind of beating up on other girls and stuff in school. Yeah, yeah, more. More so. Um, So, yeah, physical bullying is kind of what we typically think. Yeah. But there's also social bullying, which is gossip, leaving somebody out on purpose. Yeah, not inviting them to a um, party. Telling other kids not to be friends with that kid. Uh That's a sad one. Um, Spreading rumors, embarrassing them. So. Everything that involves public humiliation, basically. Maybe I'm the bully to, to Sky. Because I did every one of those. Yeah, let's, yeah. Mm. Go over that list again. Spreading rumors about someone. Yep. Yeah, you've never done telling that. Telling the other kids not to be friends with him. Yeah, I did that just yesterday. Yeah. How many dinners have you had and not invited me, but invited everybody else here? Well, how many that you know of? We've, done four, <laughs> we've had 14 dinners as a team. But you've only known about two of them. And then we didn't really invite you. Well, we did. We just didn't make it when you could go. We made it when you couldn't be there. So you only invite me when you know I can't be there. Mm-hmm. Hey, when are you leaving town again? Because we really need to get it on the calendar. I'm a, I'm a bully. I'm a bully. Do you okay, think it's wait. maybe because you were bullied when you were younger? I was bullied by a redheaded kid from Iowa. <laughs> so now you're taking it out on me. I guess. Uh, it's come full circle. There's also verbal bullying. Oh, that would that be one. teasing, name calling, taunting, yeah. or threatening. You know, let's not do bullying. Yeah, it's pretty. You're you're already done with the topic. We're we're about ten minutes in. I... <laughs> you, you want to talk about desserts? Let's talk about desserts. What's for dinner? It's sad because it who, everyone has probably been bullied. Has oh, everyone definitely. been bullied? Everyone's yeah. been bullied. A uh, kid uh, stole my quarter. Uh, I don't know why I had a quarter. But... What was this last year? When was this? Nah, 1997. Hold on, you remember the year? Yep, it was traumatic, man. Yeah, it was. Well, I had to take a gym class, you know. And, what was the quarter for? I don't know. I just had it in my pocket. And it fell on the floor, and he started spazzing out, and I don't remember. He said something rude, and he stole my quarter. Oh, see, that's just horrible. But you remember it, don't you? <laughs> we all remember our little. What days. category does online bullying go into? It goes in the online category. Oh. Okay, so there's four categories. Okay. We just added a category. But it might be – what is that? That would be social? Well, I guess what they do to you? I guess it's, it's everything except any of the physical stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, future doctor. That was very good. You made yeah, it. Yeah, I got a ding. Um, because the internet's a huge one now. Now we have all these yeah. ways to message. Yeah, you. definitely. And that's – that's um, I would say the, probably the social bullying and the – Verbal. That's yeah. what it's called. The verbal. <laughs> the verbal. You're say the mouth My bullying. Words. The, wor- the words bullying. The, the words one. The one that you the say. The where you talk. But people get um, hurt. And then there yeah, was the so, young woman that killed herself, committed suicide mm-hmm. in Florida. Tragic. And there's parents getting involved. There's been Facebook pages where parents were kind of helping their kids bully other kids. Yeah. I mean, it's yeah. a big deal today. Yeah. It's, it's interesting because um, people don't – the effects of bullying are – kind of more severe than I think, more severe and less severe. I was on a um, government website called Stop Bullying, stopbullying.gov. Oh, really? Yeah. And so they talk about the different effects of bullying. Um, they do clarify that the suicide thing, that is not as often. That's like the anomaly. That's yeah, the Yeah. Usually that's because there are lots of other problems uh, involved. Yeah. But the effects of bullying are still pretty bad. For, like, for kids who are bullied, depression and anxiety is a huge, huge. one. Well, I wonder if they already have a little of that. That's why they're being targeted. It's very likely, You know yeah. what I mean? So then all of a sudden, oh, look at him. He doesn't have as many friends. He's got mm-hmm. social issues. Bully yeah. him. Um, and then that can 
lead to changes in sleep and eating patterns, mm. kind of loss of interest. That's, those are, so these might know, be signs symptoms. that parents could be watching for that says, yeah. hey, your kid might be being bullied. Yeah, they can have um, some health complaints. A lot of time it's just, you know, they kind of psychosomatic. They, yeah. you know, they're trying to avoid school. So yeah, I'm sick. so I've got a they feel egg. sick, you know, because they don't want to go to school. Um, also, decreased academic achievement. Usually those kids just stop doing as well in school because they enjoy school so little. Yeah. My sisters did that. I, my grades <laughs> took a hit. That's one reason. Matt, why didn't you do your homework? Because because your sister yeah. put her... Do you know that to this day, I can't be near hair? <laughs> to this day. Oh, and Merritt's got a lot of it. <laughs> Merritt and can you keep a lot of hair going Hannah, on Can you guys keep your hair on the other side of the table over there? But it's, you know, it's interesting... Um, I didn't think like we were all bullied. It seems like it seems like just kind of a rite of passage. And now we actually have websites and the government helping. And is it getting worse? Um, or are we just hearing yes about and it? No, more? I think we hear about it more because people are more aware that it's an issue. But at the same time, I don't know that it's getting a whole lot better. No, because um, I read a really interesting essay today on Psychology Today talking about how we tell kids all the time like don't bully people, yeah. don't you know. Stand by, don't do this. But and yet, once you're in a, an adult setting, bullying is completely acceptable. No, it's like exactly. It's kind of like yeah. it's just a rite of passage. Yeah, I it's mean, like hazing. If you watch a sitcom on TV, like most of sitcoms are usually like people being really mean to each other, <laughs> and we kind of just laugh it off. It's true. We did, that's yeah. that is a sitcom. That's the yeah. plot. <laughs> exactly. Just get a bully. And people then, are mean. Someone was a jerk. And then for the next 18 minutes, yeah. we're going to see if we can recover this situation and hug afterwards. Yeah. Well, think of um, going Last through track. a fraternity. When you're rushing a fraternity or a sorority, there's nothing but hazing going on. And hazing is just legitimate, I guess, legitimized human bullying. De- human degradation, yeah. but it's a tradition, <laughs> yeah. so it's cool. Yeah. Well, and, and I don't necessarily want to defend hazing, you, but – Hazing's kind of a – it's different than bowling though because bowling's ad, adversarial. Hazing is kind of like, hey, you want to be one of the guys? We like you too. Let us tape you to this shower. Yeah, you know, because <laughs> okay. we had to go through it too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. It's, I think we just call it something else. I think they call it like uh, waterboarding is what they call it in the CIA. <laughs> So you can have your waterboarding. Yeah. No, but you see, can that's, have that's your... adversarial because yeah. you're well, waterboarding somebody you don't like. Versus, like, the Navy SEALs, I don't think waterboard each other when they get a new SEAL. But I guarantee there's something that goes down there. Oh, okay, yeah. but wait. We can't talk about it. Oh, go ahead. Here's the definition of bullying. Okay, let's see. Maybe this will clear it up. debunk Rob's theory. Let's debunk it. says, Rob. bullying is unwanted, aggressive behavior that involves a real or perceived power imbalance. Hmm. So I feel like hazing, that's like... It's the power imbalance. It's all, yeah, because we're, we're in. You want, you're not in the crowd yet. If you want to be in the crowd and you want to be in the band, the the high school band, then you have to let us tape the oboe. But to it was your done mouth. out of endearment and love. But when you get into that kind of like mindset where it's like, okay, I love you, and so I'm going to tell you that you seriously need to lose weight or something like that, that it has like a big impact. I mean, I've personally seen the effects like with my youngest sister, she was bullied, failed all of her classes until she got into sixth grade. Mm. She was, teachers told her she had behavioral problems, all of these things. Yeah. My parents held her back one year, and now she has a lot of friends. She's a straight A student. Isn't that amazing? Um, she, like, there's so many adverse effects, even if it's done out of, you know, love or well, I hear it. 
we've just had a bunch of schools built uh, near my house, and now everyone's moving schools, and I talked to all these parents, and I bet you in the last month I've heard three parents who have moved their children to these new schools because of bullying. It's yeah, crazy. It is crazy, but, you know, we're wrap up this block, but I have a cool statistic that kind of just shows why this is such a problem, why we're having a show on it. So um, when this is for playground bullying. So every seven minutes, a child is bullied. That's kind of what they've rounded out to. There's adult intervention 4% of the time. There's peer intervention 11% of the time. So peers are stepping up a little bit. But- 85% 85% of the time, there's no intervention at all. Can you imagine how lonely if you're bullied every recess? Yeah. Every recess. That's the only time you get to play. Yeah. And no one's stepping up. And you're telling on them. But yeah. you don't dare tell because you told once and nothing happened. You got mm-hmm. beat up. So Yeah. So um, our guest today is going to give us some really good tips about how to- We need help. Stand up. And I won't bully you anymore, Sky. I don't believe that. <laughs> I won't. Not even a little mine's bit. Mine's not. Mine's love bully. It's love, a love bully. Oh, love bully. It's kind of like when you just beat up your I haven't brother. noticed any of the love yet. There's you, been a lot of bully. You haven't I think love, love bullying. Sky, you can just you can just tell Don. Yeah, I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm telling Don. Yeah, tell Don. That's I'm, why they call I'm him the Don. Don. <laughs> the Don. Don Shillai. Oh, he'll be here in a minute. Great. <laughs> you guys lock the door. This is the Matt Townsend Show. We're going to come right back. We're talking bullying and your children. We're going to blow it open and figure out some tools to help you strengthen your child's relationship with yourself and maybe uh, give them some tools to deal better with those around them. This is the Matt Townsend Show right here on BYU Radio. Welcome back, everybody. Don, Don Corleone, not Corleone, Don Shaline. Make you an offer you can't refuse. <laughs> um, how come it is every time we sneak your name in on the show, you appear? How do you know? It's kind of like that. What was that? Young Frankenstein when you said, uh, what was the nurse's name? Um, I totally know what and, you're saying. The horse is Winnie or something like that. Oh, I bet you. Merritt, you should know this. You're, my, you're a leader. Durkin. You're, no, that was the wrong nurse. Uh, yeah. I can't remember. I know, she'd anyway, appear. Yeah. No, actually, horses would win you. That so when we say Dawn, are you yeah. actually listening, or do you just feel vibrations through the building? Matt, you don't know this, but I'm a big fan of the Matt Townsend Show. Are you show. really? Yeah, I really am. I have it uh, on in my office, and uh, it totally yeah, it's prevents me from getting any work done. Really? Uh-huh. Is that when you're in there napping? <laughs> no, that's the other show. <laughs> Your show puts him to sleep, so. So, Dawn, uh, we're yeah. talking bullying. Yeah. I'm going back to the older generations, you and I. That's all right. I, I won't take offense bullying at that. Bullying back just, then. You know, yeah. do you sense today more mm. bullying? Do you sense because back mm. then it was just I, no? I, you just took it out on the street. You just yeah, I'll meet I, you at the pole. I thought there was more bullying back then. It was kind of like yeah, we just all get out there yeah. and beat each other up. Flagpole, meet at the flagpole. It's kind of yeah. It's how you played sports or you fought. You just, do you remember the days that maybe they don't? I guess they don't do it. But where high school people, high school groups would meet together and have mm-hmm. like a rumble. Well, like schools would fight. Oh, oh yeah, and take. yeah. I went to a high school that we weren't very good at sports and we were very good at fighting. <laughs> you were great fighters, but yeah. horrible athletes. Kind of like we didn't win again. But hey, watch this. Yeah. We'll, See, that's old we'll school. Tip the bus over. But it seems like now, and today we're talking about bullying and girls. It seems yeah. like now it's kind of a little bit more. It's, it, it seems more subtle. Yeah, it, and and are we talking about like cyber bullying and things mm-hmm. like that? We'll get into that today as well. Yeah. Um, uh, Skyboy thinks I'm a bully, but I think he's just a wuss. Yeah. 
Oh, that was bullying right there. We're just trying to act it Maybe out. Maybe we should take it out to the flagpole after the show. You Is there too. a flagpole here? Yeah, there's a, there's a flagpole. I can yeah, take I've, seen, you, I've seen that. Yeah. And the rest of the crew will gather around and say, fight, 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 fight. fight, fight. <laughs> well, and then if you want, you can start snapping, and then we'll start breaking into a song. <laughs> all those, like that all show. All of this yeah. in front of the statue of Brigham Young. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Going down in history. <laughs> defa- oh, that would be horrible. That would be the end of the show, I guess. Well, Don, we yeah. love you. You're Sorry, great. Sorry, you just... Uh, Don. Yeah. We're yeah. just going to call you the Don. We're actually going to call you the Don. Okay, the Don. if you could, please. And maybe I won't come in so often. If no, you but... Know. Well, I knew you'd come. <laughs> if, we, if we say your name, you yeah. shall. It's beautiful. I think I think we're referring to Beetlejuice. Not that you're like Beetlejuice. Just you say you're Beetlejuice, like Beetlejuice three times. That's what it is. Beetlejuice three times. Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice three shows times. up. Don, Don, Don. I like Don, Don, Don. If I say Don, 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 that means you got to get in here. Way less syllables. Way easier than Beetlejuice. <laughs> totally. Don, you're the best. Hey, thanks, guys. Thank you. Hey, uh, we're now Bryce. You have put together a bit uh, for us. Apparently, you think parents could seriously help their own children from being made fun of or ridiculed. Look, I don't want you to take this the wrong way, but I'm about to rant. This is The Bryce is Right. I'm not sure exactly how to approach this delicately, and I'm not generalizing the placement of blame, but I think sometimes parents don't do the best job setting their kids up to not be bullied. In defense of parents, I'm sure we're all aware kids can work with just about anything once they decide to bully, so there's no perfect solution to this. But follow me for a second. Is it wrong for me to say that some kids make easier targets than others? Sometimes it's just an unfortunate combo of the bully and who the victim is. Sometimes you're just in the wrong place at the wrong time. Other times, though, it's totally parental influence and could have prevented a lot of problems. For example, when naming your kid, think ahead. Yeah, they're cute when they're a chubby newborn, but keep in mind they're eventually going to have to grow up and enter the adult world, and not all names work at all stages of life. Names are the easiest targets for bullies. People always react to their name, their name is usually important to them, and everybody's got one. If you give your kid a unique name, and I use that language on purpose because that's what everyone says and we all know what you mean. It means you're going with a weird name. And if you're going to do that, you're practically pitching it underhand to bullies. And I promise you, they're going to hit it out of the park. If you can't resist the allure of a name that sounds strange or is spelled differently, at least give your kid a nickname early on or a run-of-the-mill middle name they can work with. Another easy thing for bullies to pick up on is your kid's looks. This one's hard to predict, but use context clues. If you and your spouse are short and skinny, your kids are going to be that way. Help them to be Spunky. Toddlers with glasses are cute. Fifth graders with glasses are a target, especially if the glasses are big and thick and have to be worn all the time. Start looking into contacts. That's what I did, and I've never looked back. Maybe your kid really likes math. This means nerdiness is a likely possibility, which is fine. Nerds tend to be very successful after age 22, but that hardly makes up for the meat grinder that high school can feel like. Bullies love nerdiness more than sharks love blood, and they can smell it for miles. Don't force them, but it might not be a bad idea to start exploring athletic activities. Pretty much, if there's anything about your kid that makes them stand out, I'm not saying you should stamp it out because that's part of who they are, but as an adult, you have perspective that they don't. Get creative and think of a way to socially compensate for these kinds of things. So, what I'm saying is, we have very little control over how we start our lives. So it would be really nice if those in control of the situation gave us the best start possible. Best example I can give you is a girl I went to high school with. Her name was Simple, it was Lauren. She was born without most of her left forearm, including her left hand. I didn't see the wisdom in this until later, but her parents got her into soccer at a young age. You know, that sport where you aren't supposed to use your hands. I don't know if she was really that good, but clearly it's an activity she was born to play. She enjoyed it, and she was on the varsity team. That's where she formed her circle of friends, and nobody ever got on her case about having only one hand. So it can be done. 
All right, I'm out. And remember, don't forget to be awesome. Um, it's uh, I, I like that advice. If if you're short as parents and you have short children, then raise them spunky. Just there's you, you can tell. All right, you have kids for about eighteen ish years. Okay, yeah. you've got time. Yeah. To figure some of this stuff out. And I guess also maybe even a better way parents could help is teach your kids not to bully, you the, jerks. Right. Teach your kids to respect people. And, man, if you ever find out – if I ever find out my kids are bullies, I am I am going to show them what a bully is all I've, about. I have a friend who's a school teacher, and uh, she doesn't ever yell yeah, except tough. for bullying. It's a big deal. And, again, I think we've all been bullied. I've been bullied. We've all been bullied. It's a sad day when you can't feel safe going to your own school or going to work, like right, right, Sky? Every day, two hours. I'm just bullied for two hours every day. Actually, an hour and 45 minutes because you usually leave early. <laughs> um, anyway, who's counting? Though, oh, that was a little verbal bullying. You're bullying right me there. again, yeah. There we go. Uh, we're going to take a break and come back with a great guest. Signa Whitson is going to be use, uh, joining us. Signa Whitson is going to be joining us. Licensed social worker, author, and educator. She's going to teach us about uh, bullying. Mother of two young daughters, by the way, and she's going to also educate us. Give us some tools. This is the Matt Townsend Show. You're listening to us right here on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. Welcome back, everybody, to the Matt Townsend Show. Today we are taking on bullying and, uh, Doing what we can to give you some real-life help, solutions. You know, this is a big deal, and I, and we're going to ask our expert. I, I'm not sure if it's happening more, if we're just noticing it more, if we're pointing it out, and we're, we're you know, maybe we're evolving. It seems like back in the day, it was okay to just beat people up. <laughs> you know, it was a rite of passage. You'd come home, and you may not remember this, but, you know, you'd have to find a steak in the fridge and put the steak over your swollen eye and you know that's back when you all had a steak in the fridge but nowadays we don't so we're going to ask our excellent guest to come on Signa Whitson man Signa Whitson is joining us she is a licensed social worker an author an educator she's the mother of two young daughters and the chief operating officer of the Life Space Crisis Intervention Institute that's a nationally recognized professional training and certification program for turning crisis situations into learning opportunities for children and youth with chronic patterns of self-defeating behavior. She's also the author of three books, including Friendship and Other Weapons, Group Activities to Help Young Girls Ages 5 to 11 to Cope with Bullying. You can find her at her website, SignaWitson.com. Signa is spelled, by the way, S I G N E. Whitson, W-H-I-T-S-O-N. Go check her out there and you can get all of, I mean, just tons of great stuff on their training programs, tips and strategies, her blog, lots of information. So, Signa, welcome to the Matt Townsend Show. Oh, thanks so much for having me, Matt. It's a you, pleasure to be here. You bet. I, I Seriously, we need your help because, um, you know, bullying, we hear it. And until you hear like a tragedy, a tragic story where somebody takes it so personally that they, you know, they harm themselves or they really don't want to move forward, it, it doesn't seem like we put it as that big of a deal. And then all of a sudden, it's a huge deal, isn't it? 
Yeah, I, I think you're exactly right in, in what you said in the introduction, um, that bullying really used to be sort of dismissed as a rite of passage. Right. You know, we all sort of heard about the, the bully that was hiding from behind a bush and was going to steal lunch money, um, but it was sort of the kids will be kids, you know, they'll hash it yeah. up themselves, we don't need to take it so seriously. But now we are taking it more seriously, which really is a positive thing because it means we can start to do something about right. it. Right. Now we can kind of notice the signs, and it also seems like we've opened up a lot of avenues for it. I mean, I think of, like, the bullying I experienced was more probably hazing from older boys, you know, you know, in high school or whatever. Or, um, you know, there always kind of was the, what do we call him, just the guy on the, the kind of the antisocial, anti-community kid that was already smoking pot. He was the only one in the school that everyone knew had taken drugs, and that kid would bully. But it, it didn't seem like it was as um, institutionalized. Now it's online. Now it's in our – it's in everything we do. It's, it's in every group, even the hazing fraternities. It's in – it seems to be everywhere. Yeah, I, I think that's very true. I think, I think um, you know, we used to just think it was that troubled kid and yeah. that was responsible for all the bullying. Um, and maybe these, maybe other forms of bullying um, were always around. We just didn't call them that. Right. So I think, you know, there's always been sort of this level of what we now call relational aggression or relational bullying, um, which we tend to attribute to girls, but boys can be involved in that too. And that's sort of using gossip and rumor spreading, um, the ganging up on, and oh, yeah. uh, basically, you know, hence the title of my book, Using Friendship as a Weapon. So that's, that's always been out there, but Did we didn't used to include that in bullying. What was, that. The, what was the name you gave it? Uh, relational aggression? Relational aggression or yeah. relational bullying. Hmm. And, and that really, you, you, so let's actually get into how you define bullying. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm happy to do that. Um, one of the things I, I really want to do is sort of, I want to define bullying, but I think I want to start off by defining what bullying is not. Okay, great. Because, um, you know, like I said, people never used to talk about bullying, but now we talk about it all the time. And there have been a lot of very tragic, very appalling stories that, um, you know, for better or for worse, have gotten a lot of media coverage. Right. The bad part about the media coverage is that um, it's scared a lot of uh, adults to to the extent where we start lumping all bad behaviors into the bullying basket. Right, exactly. And, right, when we do that, we start to get confused. Sometimes kids are rude, and sometimes they're mean. Um, and we don't want to see any of those behaviors among kids, but we also don't want to sort of get into a little boy who cried wolf situation where we're paying so much attention to... Um, sort of normal conflict mm-hmm. and diverting our attention from what's really important and what needs serious intervention. So um, part of what I do as an educator is I try to help adults understand that there's rude behavior when kids sort of inadvertently say or do something that hurts someone else. Um, kids jump ahead in line, right? They yeah. love to be first. They might kids call names. Each other. Yeah. They, they call names. Um, they do all that kind of thing. You know, I was working with a group of kids this week, and, and um, a first grader was building um, sort of a sandcastle, basically a big lump in the sand. And another little girl with a developmental disability started taking sand out of his pile and putting it into hers, and there was nothing intentional about it. Right. Um, but the boy, the first thing he did was said, she 
bullying me. Um, and I thought, you know, there's an example of a kid that something's going on that he doesn't like, um, but but someone has trained him to think that that's bullying. Oh, that's huge. really Oh, wow. Yeah. It was a very accidental yeah. behavior um, that this girl was engaging in, you know, one time. So usually that kind of behavior is spontaneous, it's unplanned, um, you know, it might be based on thoughtlessness, but it's not meant to hurt someone. Right. Um, and then there's the mean behavior, the calling names, um, the, the saying, I hate you, the sort of the purposeful insults that are intended to hurt someone, um, but it's usually done once, maybe twice, and it's usually based on angry feelings. Um, so those two behaviors, those kind of rude and mean behaviors, again, we don't want them to happen to kids, but they are a part of life, and I think they are um, to be treated differently than bullying behavior, yeah. which has this level of intentionality, um, it's meant to cause harm. It's repeated over time. And the other key factor about bullying is that it always involves an imbalance of power. Mm. So, you know, it can be that sort of traditional bully that you talked about that is just physically bigger and stronger than a weak victim. But it can also be the 10 girls who have decided that they're not going to talk to the one girl anymore. Yeah, and they're going to make sure yeah. that no one else talks to her, sits with her or, you know, whatever the case may be. Well, and that's interesting, too, because that's where you could see, you know, the new kid to school doesn't have any power in the new school. Or the the new the person that's a little different that um, has a different, comes from a different culture or from another country, and then all of a sudden they're the easy target. So, that I mean, that, the power can swing very quickly. That's so, so true. And that is, I think, the key phrase that I use that um, is that bullying is based on power, and kids who are vulnerable are those that are in these relatively powerless positions. Hmm. And, and that, that is fluid. That can shift. Oh, yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, the, the, the shows on all the movies, you just see the little puny kid that all the big guys are beating up, and, you know, one good punch away, he's now the king because he took down the bully. So now the power shifts with one punch, and you're thinking, wow, is that is this what we're teaching about bullying? Just exactly punch right. it away, and then, but it's it is the shift can be so, or it could just be all of a sudden he becomes he's the basketball star and he saves the school or whatever. So there's a lot of the power is a huge thing, isn't it? That's probably a, a really deep driver here. I think uh, power and control have an awful lot to do with with bullying, and um, one of the comparisons I always make is that old sort of carnival game of whack a mole. Yeah, it's like. Kids in the middle and high school years, they are just climbing their way up the school's social hierarchy, right. the social ladder. And to get up, sadly, what they usually feel like they have to do is push someone else down. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, that's the whack-a-mole effect. But, you know, as, as somebody claws their way up, they're just now one person away from being pushed down themselves. And it's just this sort of never-ending cycle. Well, and again, but, but like the, you mentioned... The viciousness of it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, it seems like it's a natural developmental thing. So kind of the non-bullying behavior that's just rude behavior um, is probably going to, if we're open to it and we and we have moments as, as parents, that that's probably just natural. You're going to have kids be rude, say something silly or whatever, and we can correct it. I guess you're saying when when it crosses into kind of the repetitive, intentional desire to hurt over time – 
powers involved, then then it's probably moved more into a just a real bigger issue for not only the person being bullied, but for the bully. They, they're not learning yeah. this lesson. I think that's exactly right. I think conflict is a part of life. All of us experience, all of us experience anger. Those are all normal, natural parts of life, but you know, then we start to see these other elements, um, the power, the control, the imbalance of power, the repetition, um, you know, the intentional bad behavior. And the other thing I didn't mention is sort of the lack of empathy. Because yeah. bullying is very often a conscious choice to be cruel. Oh. It's not sort of the one-time accidental inconsideration that, that I talked about as rudeness or the mean comment that comes in anger. Yeah. Um, you know, there's a lack of empathy that comes with repetitive bullying. Um, and then we're talking about something that is qualitatively very different from normal, natural conflict. Right. Wow. I mean, the, the empathy, um, it's interesting. Because, I mean, I remember calling a girl uh, names on the way to school. And she had a funny name, but I won't mention the name. But it would make sense. It but wasn't Signa, was it? It wasn't. But I love Signa. <laughs> I just keep thinking it's Signy. But yeah, I know. That's what it looks like. I keep thinking it's Signa. I think you spelled it wrong. S-I-G-N-A, S-I-G-N-E. But I would make fun of her, and um, I remember uh, she would walk to school. So it just, you know, it happened that we were always behind her, or she was always in front of us or near us. And um, I remember having the principal called, or the principal called me into his office. And I remember sitting there, I think I was, I don't know, 10. And I remember the principal just looked at me, and he was so disappointed. He's just like, Matt... Did you know that you how bad you hurt this girl's feelings? And I had never thought of it like that. Mm-hmm. And it was like, so right then I had this birth of empathy and it was born right then in me. I'll never forget the moment I felt like, oh, what a loser. And then yeah. I remember having to go, I just felt this need to go apologize. But it was a growing moment for me. And in yeah, reality, but it doesn't happen that way. I mean, a lot of times... We don't hear about it or we don't, I don't know. We've got to get the empathy back, don't we? The empathy piece is a huge, um, huge piece and a huge part of um, helping kids from a very young age make different choices yeah. than to bully. You know, oh, yeah. It's part of this whole social skills piece um, that we're teaching kids to make different choices. And that's, what, that's part of what your organization does, huh, is you're out there trying to teach these skills. Yeah, you know, um, one interesting study that I heard of recently, you know, in schools all across the United States, we're doing so much with standardized testing, Common Core, um, but there are no studies that confirm that better test scores as a young person uh, equate with success later in life. But hmm. there are, is all kinds of evidence that talks about um, social skills training uh, Emotional learning in the early years does equate with better outcomes later in life. Really? So that is one thing. Yeah, absolutely. So we focus um, our kids that, on tests. That interesting? That's interesting. We focus them on tests, but we don't focus them on social skills and you know relationship skills and emotional intelligence and things like that. And right, and the more we focus on tests, we're so obsessed with you know preparing kids for these standardized testing. The more time we take away from um, the emotional that the um, direct teaching in the social emotional skills, but also things like recess, where kids sort of learn so oh, yeah. many skills about how to get along through playing and yeah. interacting with each how other. How to wait in line, how to take your turn. 
Oh, yeah, man. absolutely. Good stuff. We're it's talking. Interesting, isn't it? Oh, it's very interesting. And um, we're going to take a break. I want to come back, Signa, uh, and we're going. I want to get into the girls' side of this and see is there a difference between the girls and bullying and the guys and how they bully. We're talking with Signa Whitson. Uh, go to her website, signawitson.com. Trying to do what we can, and uh, we're, we're going to the expert, an, an expert who wrote the book "Friendship and Other Weapons: Group Activities to Help Young Girls Ages Five to Eleven to Cope with Bullying." This is the Matt Townsend Show. You're listening to us right here on BYU Radio. Welcome back to the Matt Townsend Show. That's the hoedown music. <laughs> I really got to quit pointing it out because it's just now really good music. But that's just exciting music. We are, uh, and it's, it's kind of a mix between Hee Haw and Benny Hill. If you remember that show, you don't remember it, Sky, because it was before you were born. A little young pumpkin. Welcome back to the program, everybody. Today we're talking about bullying, and uh, we have a, an expert on the show who really knows her stuff. Signa Whitson is joining us. She is a licensed social worker, author, and educator. She's the chief operating officer of an organization um, called Life Space Crisis Intervention Institute. Now, that's a nationally recognized program where they, they do professional training and certification programs to help children and, and others learn how to deal with chronic patterns of self-defeating behavior. And one of the things that uh, Cigna is really specialized in and has written a book on is this concept of uh, bullying, and especially girls and bullying, and how sometimes we use our the, – the girls uh, might even use their friendship to bully each other a little bit or, you know, their power differences in friendships to bully each other. So, Cigna, welcome back to the program. Thanks so much. You you bet. Now, tell me um, about this. Now, do girls, it just seems like guys, little boys on the playground, you know, bully differently than girls. And I don't want to be, you know, gender discriminating, but it, do, is there a difference in how guys, the boys and the girls do it? Yeah, I, I always um, sort of walk on eggshells around that question, too. I don't want to um, yeah, sort of reinforce stereotypes. Again, I was raised by my mom and three sisters, so I'm pretty sure I bully like a girl. And I don't even know what that is, well, but, you know, I use I, relationships. I'll tell, you, I'll tell you what I think the difference is, and I think it does have to do with exactly this whole, um, this idea of stereotypes and socialization. I think um, from a very early age, little boys are um, sort of taught that it's okay to duke it out when they're upset. And they do, and they get rid of stuff. You know, right. it's, it's, they sort of lay it all out there, and then they move on. Whereas from a very young age, girls sort of get the message that anger equals bad, mm. and that nice girls don't get angry. So, um, which of course um, doesn't make any sense at all. You know, yeah. anger is just a human emotion. It's not a boy's emotion or a girl's emotion. Yeah. We all feel it in all cultures. Um, but, you know, girls sort of get this message that anger equals bad, so they learn to hide their anger, um, sort of stuff it inside, but it doesn't go away. Instead, they're just expressing it in sort of more covert or masked ways. So instead of being physical with it, um, or even as verbal as boys can be, they express it through relationships, and Mm. particularly through sort of the threat of taking a relationship or a friendship away 
if they're angry at someone. Now, they wouldn't come right out and say, you know, you did such and such to me, I'm angry at you, but they will instead start a rumor about yeah. that girl or give that girl the silent treatment, um, you know, exclude her purposefully, make sure that all the other girls in the class also are leaving her out, you know, sort of suddenly dislike her. Hmm. And the thing is, girls just don't see it coming. You know, you can see a punch coming. Yeah, here it comes. Um, but, yeah. Right. When all of a sudden the friendship is taken away with no explanation, because that's the whole thing. Girls are so sort of socialized against confronting each other assertively and directly. Um, it's, it's crushing to girls to lose all of their friendships, all of those connections, and really to have no explanation behind it. Mm. You know, all, all they're sort of left with is um, to, to doubt themselves. You know, there must be something defective with me. There must be something completely wrong with me that all of my friends have abandoned me. Wow. And it, it seems like um, I, 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 that's really powerful. I've always kind of thought that it, it would be um, they're using something that they do fairly intuitively, fairly well. Like, like it seems like, like as a young kid, I wouldn't have thought of using the relationship. I, I wouldn't have thought of using um, a you know misinformation or making up a lie about somebody. I would have just slashed their tire. You know, what I mean? it's it's almost like it's it's kind of um, it just shows maybe a, a certain level of social savvy. If that oh, makes sense. I mean, it's because it's yeah, really, absolutely. it's kind of, it's so sneaky. It's, and painful. It's brilliant. Yeah. But it's, um, that's why it's so horrendous, right? Because it's so cuts to the core of what the girls want to be accepted, to be liked, to have friends they can that's, trust. That's exactly right. And, and, you know, really that's again, why I think it has so much to do with the way girls are socialized from such an early age that that does become um, just a part of who who they are from a very young age and how they communicate and sort of how they handle themselves um, in most relationships anytime they start to feel angry. Hmm. Um, you know, it's not so much... Um, I don't want to say that girls are sort of calculating it every time. It just is sort of a part of how they operate. It seems, yeah, it seems like a natural... Yeah. From such an early age. Like a, yeah. yeah. It's almost passive aggressive. But it's it is passive aggressive. And intuitive. And, but it, it just seems like such a natural thing to grab where, you know, maybe the boys are more naturally just going to physically act. And um, I don't know. But and, uh, Not, to, go into gossiping because it seems like gossiping is a big part of it, too. Yeah, ab- absolutely. The gossiping, the rumor spreading. And so one thing you know, now in our 21st century world that's really amplifying this yeah. is the whole social media piece. Oh, man, because yeah. It's the perfect vehicle for sort of this relational aggression where I'm angry with you, I'm not going to tell you face-to-face, but uh, anonymously or behind your back, I'm going to, you know, spread this rumor online. It's going to hit our entire school with mm. just the push of one keystroke. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I'm going to demolish your reputation. And that whole empathy piece comes in again. Yep. But it's so much harder for kids to bully each other and, and to, to be vicious and cruel, eyeball to eyeball. But it's so easy to do it from, you know, the safety of a computer screen. Oh, and yeah. And that empathy yeah. piece where you feel bad about what you did, it flies out the window when you're using technology to be so cruel. 
Well, and then when you have everyone um, either supporting it backhandedly, spreading it, you know, sharing that link. I mean, just some of the, the, the tools they have, just some of the social media tools like Vine. Is it Vine or Vines? I mean, half of those little six-second videos are of people playing pranks on each other. Yeah. And then, yeah. And then that um, spreads. So even that can just be, like, humiliating. Absolutely. And, you know, it's hard to keep up. You know, one of the things I do is talk with parents about sort of being aware of what their kids are doing online. But as soon as I make parents aware of one of these social media <laughs> outlets, um, that one's not cool anymore, and yeah. there's a whole other one. Next. You know, I think there's this whole business of, uh, unfortunately, adults creating this, these sites that are, the only intention is for kids to be really vicious. Well, it may, maybe that's it, huh? Where, well, and, and two, they're, they don't have necessarily the maturity yet to handle such technology. I mean, how long has it ever been before you could actually send a message out to thousands of people? Now you can do it when you're 10, 12. <laughs> And so you have the maturity of a twelve-year-old, but the technology of a, you know, a major publisher. Yeah, yeah. Things can just be done so instantly. You know, it doesn't sort of require thought and reflection. A lot of damage can be done instantly with are, just you know the press of a button. Um, are, are there certain I, things that girls can do, like if they are being bull, bullied? Are there certain things that they should say? Just give us a couple, oh. and then we'll take a break and come back. But what do you – I mean, yeah. or do they just need to manage their own head about it? No, no. I, I think there's a lot of things that we can teach girls to do, and girls and boys from a very early age. And one of the acronyms I use is STAND, although I only really use the first four letters. The first thing being show strength. Um, you know, bullies are looking to wield power and control, and they're looking for easy victims. So – when kids learn to show that they're strong and they're not, they're not easy targets. And strength is anything from using eye contact, using the bully's name, um, showing that you are not going to be easily sort of rolled, mowed over, but yeah. you have control over your emotions. You're not going to, you know, explode. Um, and even having a sense of humor. It's having a sense of humor about what the what a child who bullies says yeah. or does is very disarming. Yeah, you can come. Um, yeah, you can take a lot of people down with just a, a really sharp jab comment joke uh signa let's take a break signa's teaching us her uh her acronym called stand and really what it's about is giving us as uh, parents some tools to take to our kids one of the first uh parts she's teaching us is we've got to teach our kids to show strength with these with the bullies eye contact uh you know stronger language be kind of use your humor other gifts. We're going to come back with Signa Whitson, a licensed social worker and author who's teaching us how to uh, give our kids some strength so they can handle the subtle bullying that goes on and the non-so-subtle bullying like Sky does to me right here on the show. This is the Matt Townsend Show. We're going to take a break. We'll be back right after this on BYU Radio. Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to the Matt Townsend Show. Dr. Matt Townsend here talking to you today about bullying. We're learning a lot from our wonderful guest, Signa Whitson, who's joining us 
Um, we're trying our best to give you tools, parents, to be able to maybe recognize when your kids are under uh, some pressure of bullying at school. Also, um, some things that they could be doing. And especially we're focusing today on the young ladies, your your daughters, the the, the girls, and, and they how they bully. Signa Whitson is our guest. She's a licensed social worker. She's an author and educator, mother of two young daughters herself, and the author of the book Friendship and Other Weapons, Group Activities to Help Young Girls Ages 5 to 11 to Cope with Bullying. Uh, Signa has been on the Huffington Post, Psychology Today. She's, she writes a lot of articles for them. She's also the COO of Life Space Crisis Intervention Institute, which is a nationally recognized professional training firm that uh, helps to certify uh, you know, people that are helping with crisis situations and in helping and creating learning opportunities for children and other youth who have chronic patterns of self-defeating behavior. So, Signa, thanks again for being with us. Uh, it's my pleasure to be here. Really, I think um, as we as we kind of go through this, you've you've put together an acronym to help young girls uh, take a stand. And I, I mean, even what I'm seeing so far, this would pretty much work for anybody in bullying, right? Uh, absolutely. Um, so, in in friendship and other weapons, I talk about sort of teaching kids this formula. So, boys and girls um, doesn't matter, and it's sort of applicable to um, kids across elementary and even middle school as well. Um, you know, the S is for show strength, which we talked about before yeah. the break. The T is for tell an adult. And one of the things that's really hard for young people is sort of knowing the line between what's tattling yeah. and what's reporting. And what I try to drive home is that tattling is about trying to get someone else in trouble. But when you're in a situation where you're being bullied, um, it's not about trying to get someone else in trouble. It's about reaching out for help. Kids who bully, uh, you know, as, as we said, they want power. They want control. They want to make their victims feel isolated and alone. That's right. part of their method. So if a child is so worried about being a tattletale, um, then they're really playing into exactly where the bully wants them. It's really important that kids know that it's okay to tell an adult when they're in a situation where they are being bullied. And that that, you know, connection with a helping adult, a trustworthy adult, is one of the most important things that they can have. I love that. Um, I mean, one of the things I see in my work with adults um, is reporting is just as important of a function. I have so many times that somebody might be in an abusive situation, but they never report. They never tell anybody. And it ends up being a very similar pattern. They don't want to, they don't want to start the problem or they don't want the problem to get worse. But, you know, eventually if you push bullying to its extreme, it's going to be reported. You know what I mean? Someone's going to get called a principal or the cops. Something's going to happen. Absolutely. So sooner is better. Um, tell an adult. So, so, so absolutely tell an adult. And then the other, the other item there is for adults to, um, to be there for kids, to believe them, to take them seriously, and to do something mm. about it when they find out that bullying is occurring. Is occurring. Yeah. So that's a little bit outside of my acronym, but it's very yeah. important. No, that's huge. Um, the, the A is for assertiveness. And we always think of assertiveness as sort of an adult skill. Uh-huh. But... Honestly, it's something that we can teach kids, and it doesn't have to be fancy. It doesn't have to be complicated. Assertiveness is just being 
sort of emotionally honest and direct about our feelings. So I talked before about how young girls sort of get the message that they're not allowed to be angry and they can't be direct. But we want to teach them that they can be. And when someone hurts them, they can just sort of use these brief phrases like, you know, knock it off, or that wasn't funny, you know, not cool. Um, And, you know, it's getting back to sort of showing strength. But by using these assertive phrases, they stand up for themselves and they let a bully know that they're not someone that's going to be an easy victim and it's going to allow themselves to be walked on. And I like to have adults teach kids, sort of arm kids with these quick, simple phrases, because I think in the heat of the moment, um, kids, when, when they're being bullied, kids are sort of like, what do I yeah. say? You know, how, how do, do I, I handle respond? That? I know I was always the queen of the great comeback, but I thought of 10 minutes later, <laughs> you know, when I wasn't in the moment. Your so, timing's impeccable. Like, yeah. Yeah, exactly. I like for adults to arm kids with these phrases that they just have memorized that are widely applicable um, and they can use even in the heat of the moment. Oh, and I, I mean, think of that really just even if you can just get two or three, but that are general enough that you could pull it out. Absolutely. And I, I have a whole if, if any of your listeners are interested and want to go to my website, I have a whole list of these phrases, assertive phrases for kids, many of which are kid generated. So it's not an adult trying to think of That's what great. sound natural for a kid yeah. to say, but these are generated by young people. That's such a great and, idea. And by the way, to go to your website, Signa, S-I-G-N-E, Whitson, W-H-I-T-S-O-N.com. Signa, Whitson.com. Okay, keep right. going. That's great. Um, and then, so the last thing in my acronym is the N, and N is really simple. It stands for now. I like to encourage kids to act quickly and decisively. Now, that doesn't mean that every time someone is rude to them or mean to them that they are acting. But part of this process is teaching kids to know the difference between rude, mean, and bullying behavior. And when they recognize that they're being bullied, they don't wait. They don't sort of cross their fingers and hope that things are going to get better or that if they ignore the situation, the bully is going to move on. Because typically the bully just says, ooh, this is someone who's going to let me bully them, and they up the ante. Well, yeah, now they've got the power, and you're afraid, so, boy, okay, well, this is working. Yeah, so kids need to understand that it's okay to act quickly, decisively, you know, to to show strength, to reach out to that adult, to assert themselves right away in the moment. That's great. Is, um, is, I mean, I mean, if it keeps escalating, what should kids do? What do you tell kids that that just – or maybe there's just something about – you know, some kids just seem to kind of be targeted more. I mean, are there, are there ways that you could be less of a target? Well, that is a great question. You're absolutely right. There are kids who tend to get targeted more. I could, you know, almost give you a list of certain profiles of kids. But – Kids, even, even sort of kids who have this common set of characteristics or that might be vulnerable to bullying, they're targeted less when they don't appear vulnerable. Mm. So I, I think the showing strength, being connected to adults, being connected to other kids are all really important safeguards. Yeah. Um, where kids, you know, they, they make themselves not as vulnerable. Isn't it just sad? I mean, like, so I can just imagine someone out there saying, you, when you walk down that hall in that new high school, and I know you're the smallest kid in the school, but be tough. If somebody, I mean, all of a sudden we have to tell them to not be vulnerable. And then when they're married 20 years later or whatever, we're trying to teach them to be vulnerable. 
Yeah, interesting, right? Isn't but that a paradox? Yeah. One of the things that we do with kids is sort of in terms of teaching social skills is teach them different ways to sort of project confidence, project strength. But another really important thing, and it's been so successful in a number of schools where it's been tried, are these different buddy programs hmm. where in schools you'll take um, sort of a older, bigger, more socially successful child and you pair them with the more vulnerable kids in the school. And that pairing sort of gives the more vulnerable child protection. Oh, I love one of that. The other things I, yeah, one of the other things I talk about, about in my book is teaching kids that connection gives protection. Mm-hmm. So whether it's connection with a trustworthy adult or in these different buddy programs, but it does really make an impact in giving vulnerable kids um, some clout and yeah. some safety and security. Well, I mean, it's funny. Our kids do that, um, and with uh, they call it peer tutoring, where mm-hmm. they take the, um, certain children with special needs. So that's kind of this extreme um, population in in the school system, and they just they they partner you know uh, other children with them. But my son does this peer tutoring every other day, and it is his favorite class on earth. And what they end up doing is kind of mainstreaming these children with special needs. And these children with special needs become so popular and well-loved and integrated because all of these kids have kind of a sense of ownership for these children to be healthy and happy. And, um, man, what a powerful thing if you could even do that with just the younger – the underclassmen or the – you know, certain people. I guess, how do you do that without... It's wonderful, isn't it? It's so... It really, every day he comes home from school and the first thing he wants to talk about is peer tutoring and the 15 stories that are beautiful. Yeah, it's a beautiful thing for kids like your son is what a great built-in empathy developer for him. Yeah. And then for these other kids who are vulnerable, they, they, they get so much support and really there's stories abound on the internet where you can sort of Google these buddy programs. There's so many heartwarming stories where it's really, really worked. The key is the adults in the school or program have to be really vigilant and yeah. understand the social dynamics so they know who are the kids that really would benefit from this protection. Who are our vulnerable kids in this school? And then who are the ones that sort of have this social clout and empathy to make good pairings? Mm. It seems like as a parent, you too could just go, uh, you might be able to find your own in your neighborhood, in your you know church organization, somebody you know from the community. I mean, I've actually had somebody when I was uh, a young man whose son was struggling and the, and the single mom came up to me and personally just kind of begged me to take him under my wing and watch him, watch over him. Mm-hmm. And so I, I was actually enrolled by a single mom to watch over her son and I had this, I mean, I really felt pressure, like, like where is that kid? And I'd drive him and take him and, and, and have him go places. So that, that might be something that any parent could do if there's kind of not a formal program going on with your school. Yeah, absolutely. That's such a and great idea. so important and so effective. I mean, it's funny. Isn't it funny that just simply changing the dynamic, and by the way, you can almost see how you could even go up to a bully who is bullying someone else's kid, but praise him a little bit, show him how important he is, and and give him someone to watch over, and he would probably be a great steward. Well, you know, you're really on to something, and um, one of the angles that I do take that I think is unique is that I try not to demonize 
kids who bully. Yeah. Because young people are, by their very nature, works in progress. They're developing, they're changing, they're trying out different personalities. And lots of kids um, do things that aren't so nice. But I don't like to slap the bully label on them um, forever. And, you know, as you just said, if you have a child who's engaging in some bullying behavior, chances are it's because they are looking for ways to feel powerful Mm -hmm. in their life. So how else can we reach out to these kids and make them feel powerful in productive ways instead of in these vicious, cruel, hurtful ways? And one way, you said it, is to sort of reverse the position they're in. Instead of being the person who's cruel, now they're in a position where they're reaching out to someone who's vulnerable and being their protector. Oh. I mean, the the impact of that long-term, come on, that's huge. It could be life-changing. Oh, yeah. It really could. Yeah. Do you you sense that um, having other kids... Like, I, I know that when my sons take their little brothers to school, they, they kind of fulfill that role just naturally. Um, does that – is there a difference? I mean, is there kind of a – is there a, t- a typical image of what a bully might look like? Other than he goes for power or she goes for power, they, they, um, they're kind of – they're trying to hurt. Empathy's a little lower. Do they do they come from families that are struggling more? Could it, or could it just literally be from anywhere? I really think it could literally be anywhere. I don't think, um, you know, there's no typical profile. There's no sort of male, female, wealthy, you know, from a poor background, single family, blended family. You know, bullies sort of do really do come in all shapes and sizes. And as we said before, um, Sort of the roles can change from one year to the next. Right. Although I have met and seen kids that, you know, when they were four years old, you could see some of these sort of issues with power and control, and it just grew and grew from there. Yeah. Um, but I think some of that has to do with the adults in their lives and adults not nipping things in the bud when kids are young. Yeah. They sort of think, oh, that's so cute that she is so aggressive with her friends. Mm. Um because maybe it looks cute when she's four, not the behavior itself, but the child. Right. But, you know, these behaviors, behaviors are just allowed to continue, and I think it just speaks to how important the role of adults, and particularly parents, are that all of our kids are going to behave undesirably here and there. Yeah. And we make the difference by whether we tolerate it or not. You know, we, we pass on the values that that behavior is not okay. I heard what you said, and it's not acceptable. Or I saw what you did, and that can't happen. Powerful. I mean, and, and again, that can change one child's life, but that can also change, you know, a lot of, I mean, a family. I mean, the families of, of children that are bullied are, are just as impacted, too. And so... Signa Whitson, so appreciate it. Again, go check out Signa Whitson's site, uh, website, www.signa, S-I-G-N-E, Whitson.com, W-H-I-T-S-O-N, SignaWitson.com, and go get a copy of her book, Friendship and Other Weapons, Group Activities to Help Young Girls Ages 5 to 11 to Cope with Bullying. Signa, thank you so much. Oh, it was my pleasure. I could have talked about this all day. You know Thanks what? For having We're going to actually have you back, I know, and uh, and get into this, I'm sure, in the future, just because I think 
You can't get enough of it. So appreciate it. We're going to take a break, uh, come back, talk a little bit more about bullying and just how it impacts us. We're also going to be bringing in Meg Conley, one of our great contributors, who's going to give us, uh, you know, her take, uh, which is always fun with Meg to find out what she's thinking about bullying. This is the Matt Townsend Show. You're listening to us right here on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. Welcome back, everybody, to the Matt Townsend Show. We're all just lamenting the inside linebacker, Hadley, getting kicked off the BYU team. Oh, at least Sky and I are. Suspended. Oh, sorry. Oh, not no, kicked. indefinitely. Indefinitely, right? but I mean. Well, he's not kicked off. Suspended. Mm. Well, indefinitely sounds like a really long time <laughs> when you've only got so many months. Anyway, welcome back, everybody. Uh, we're talking about bullying. And um, I have been bullied and I'm sure they didn't mean to bully me, but there was about 50 of them. And I I don't know if you call this bullying. I think what you hit that point, I think it's uh, intentional. Yeah. You don't accidentally get a mob together. No, this was a mob. You don't accidentally start riots. It was nearly a tar and feathering, but they didn't have tar or feathers. We went to a basketball game when I was in high school to a place, I'm not going to name the name, but it's it's the city of Roy, Utah. And um, I, to this day, can't stand the name Roy. No, I love it. But I went to this basketball game. All we were doing was going to a game. Can we not go to a game? And uh, apparently at the game, someone got stabbed. Right? Actually, no one got stabbed. That was just the story that was told. But they thought, hey, I bet it's those four really scrawny white guys that were just walking back. Get them. Because we were with the opposing team. And an entire group of people, 100 people, saw us walking and started to chase us and yell. And I think somebody said, kill them. No, I don't remember. It's all a blur. And we got in the car, no big deal. Okay, no big deal. So then I, I don't know how many people, but literally at least 25 surrounded the car, at least. And we're like, no big deal, because we're now in the safe vehicle. A, we're in metal. We're in metal know. with glass. You didn't have airbags then, right? No, this was before airbags, okay. and it was almost before seatbelts. Okay. Back when they didn't care about people. And um, no big deal. We're just going to get out of here. And so we're like, hey, Rudy. Rudy was one of the kids. Hey, Rudy, start the car. Get going. Get going. He couldn't find the keys. He's like trying to find the keys. Could not find the key. Get the key. Get the key. Well, they start beating on the car. And one guy in cowboy boots, who reminds me of you, Sky, stood on the hood in his cowboy boots and just started jumping and denting in the hood. You know, we were denting in the hood of the car. I felt like I was, uh, you know, in some other world. And then people started smashing the top of the roofs of the car. Of the car. And then I look over and dudes start hitting the windows. Like I'm in a war zone. And I'm sitting nicely in the back seat of a, of a uh, what do they call it? Like a Fiat was what it was. This is an old car back in the day. Anyway, shattered three of the four side door windows. 
pulled me out, tried to pull me out, but I was like holding on with my legs like crazy. You no, know, you had your seatbelt on. Oh, no, and you no, no okay no, no, well no, no. Uh, well nope but I did have a box of Kleenex that was in the backseat I still remember that and um, they're pulling me out banging on my head pounding on me they're, Rudy's trying to get the car started the guy on the other window he's getting pulled out and our friend Tom Harridge decides he's going to get out <laughs> not a smart move threw a few punches they got a few punches in on him he got back in broken nose Rudy got the car started we pulled out boom Spent the rest of the night in the Roy Police Department's office with the smell of, like, Listerine mouthwash. Vivid. (sighs) Bullying. Then Tom had to go have his nose set. Good times. Did you guys go with him to at least get his nose set? Oh, no. We was tired. This has been a long night. We we dropped him off. (laughs) No, his dad took him. Our parents had to come get us. It was horrible. Okay. I've been bullied. That's all I'm saying. You've been violently bullied. That's See, that's big bully. Big bully. We have big bully, you have little bully. Anybody want to top that? Anybody been to war? I mean, the only thing that can top that is war. <laughs> no, no, man, I have not been in a situation where normally rational people descended into essentially apes. Yeah, that was crazy. <laughs> you haven't been there? No. I have, I, have, I have not been in the middle of the time where people go, I'm good at making decisions. Let's just hit things now. Yeah, that was weird because I'm not like that. Like, but by the way, I was scared to death to walk anywhere for weeks. Have you ever been like that, Sky? Have you ever had like a situation where just, just somebody just – I mean other than me. I mean um, – yeah, whatever. Your girlfriend Katie or whatever. <laughs> Over the summer – Someone on a motorcycle punched me in the face. You're kidding. I'm not. You're perfect. I think you know this, but. (laughs) I didn't know that. I'm just trying to help you process it. Yeah. But he just punched you in the face? Yeah. So we were driving to a movie and I was driving and I had some friends in the car and we pulled up to a red light and it wasn't turning green. We were behind a car and nobody was there. It felt like we waited for, you know, five minutes or something. Finally, the car just ran the red light. And so I followed them. And a little while later, and I turn to get to the movie theater, you have to turn behind this alley, behind oh, a store in an alley. Man, don't ever go <laughs> in the alley. Well, I learned that now. Oh, jeez. Okay. So I'm going down the alley, and all of a sudden, two guys on motorcycles, big guys like the Harley Davidson, pull up next to me and, and stare at me. And and I thought they had a question. I had no idea why they were there, so I kind of like pulled over, and then they pulled their bikes against oh, my car, and I was against heavens. the curb, and I couldn't get out. And... The guy just got off and started swearing at me and accused me of flipping him off and came over and my windows rolled down and he punched me in the face super hard. You're kidding. Nope. Did you hit his bike? I would have run over his bike. <laughs> I was I was knocked pretty hard. Well, I, you're I didn't have time shocked. to really like well, process. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah, I wonder what that was about. Yeah. I wonder if his it's mother like, wow, something hurts. His know. mother must not have I honestly my, my one of my first thoughts was that I was gonna get pulled out and Oh and die. He's, yeah, and he was gonna keep hitting me. Yeah, I didn't get hit in the face. Yeah. That's why my face looks like this. Yeah. You got a good looking face. <laughs> you <have> no idea. <laughs> it's a little um, round, but. <laughs> so you would that, see, you've been bullied. That's a bully. That's a big bully. That's right? a drive by gang banger bully. I mean, he's... mine was kind of a prison shank bully. <laughs> see, but what that means, just so you know, because power is one of the keys to bullying, is that you and I are now the alpha males. Yep. I actually probably am the alpha male. 
Well, because, you're a lot bigger. And... Well, I don't keep going there. <laughs> but I was the – I actually had, I don't know, dozens of people on me. And I just had one guy. You just had one. I bet this pal. guy was bigger than all the guys that were on you, though. Oh, for sure. Yeah. But mine huge. had boots. Mine had cowboy boots. That's did, true. Did yours have boots? Yeah, he probably did, actually. He was the Harley. I mean, he had the whole, fit the whole Harley <sighs> okay. Davidson persona. Yours was bigger. <laughs> but I had a headache. I had a headache. Okay. <laughs> okay, let's not go there. Okay. Well, okay. So not, not to, you know, be better than the rest of you. But we are. We kind of are, yeah. It's just, see, this is one way. You don't need to bully. You can just use your mouth to be better than everyone else, like we just did. Sky, I'm proud of you. I knew we were blood brothers. <laughs> was that guy's name Roy? <laughs> I honestly I don't know what his name is. Ask was. him next time. Next time I see him, I'll ask him if it was Roy. Are you Roy? <laughs> <laughs> okay, this is the Matt Townsend Show. We're going to take a break. We're coming straight back with Meg Conley. We're going to get her take on uh, bullying, girls, and just, I think, life. I don't know what Meg's got for us today, but we'll find out. You're listening to the Matt Townsend Show right here on BYU Radio. Welcome back, everybody, to the Matt Townsend Show. This is a good show, Sky. The best show. You and I have bonded in a way because we're man. We're manly men. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. You feeling it? I feel that every day. Do you? Yeah. I am very manly. Well, let's not go that far. (laughs) So today, folks, we've been talking about the bully and just kind of... um, the the difficulty of it. We even got into girls and bullying with our uh, our last guest, uh, Signa Whitson, who's uh, who's been working on that. We we wanted though to bring Meg in the process. Meg Conley is a great friend of the show. She's one of our contributors. She comes on weekly to fill us in and just to give us a different perspective. She is a blogger, and you can find her blog meginprogress.com. And uh, Meg, you got a take on all this bully stuff? Well, my goodness, first of all, nice to be talking to you guys. I'm sorry it's about such a somber subject. My goodness. Well, you know what? Actually, Meg, yeah. it's bonded us. We we talked about where both of us were in these brutal battles. I heard that. Yeah. Boys, I am bringing you cookies when I am back in town next week. Do you know what? Your I think that would help right a now. lot. I need to know what they are. Chocolate I... chip? Are you a chocolate chip man? Yes, yeah, Sky loves the chocolate chip. And he I'll take, yeah, he, 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 he just shook, he shook his head like a little dog. I had dog. two just like a couple hours ago, so. No, but Meg, I think that would really help a lot. I, I think baked goods, you know. Yeah. Always, always the answer in this situation. You know, the, the whole bullying thing terrifies me. You know, I have two unnamed daughters. Yes. And so, I, so I've probably already set them up for some bullying. But I think <laughs> that especially um, with the technology that we that we have embraced as a society, bullying is becoming a bigger problem for girls. And I think that there are three places we need to address it within our homes. We need, and then we need to teach our girls how to keep themselves safe, how to defend themselves. And then once we've, once we've got those two things taken care of, you know, cause those are the emergency situations, yeah. then we can start trying to change the culture. But first you need to make sure that your daughter is protected. Um, and unfortunately the culture is going to take a little while to change. Well, now, so let's get into that because the home is really, it's almost like we are, we're in over our heads as parents. Like we don't quite right. seem 
to know what we're really dealing with. Right, right. Well, absolutely. For example, my um, my brother-in-law is the cutest little 16-year-old boy <laughs> uh, you've ever met. Uh, he would want me to say handsome. Yeah. Sorry, he's, he's very handsome. He's very handsome. manly. Yes. Nothing, nothing cute about nothing him. Nothing cute. Just yeah. Nothing cute, man. He just smells like man. <laughs> so he was over at our house um, a couple weeks ago visiting, and he was on his phone, and I said, what are you doing? And he's like, oh, I'm Snapchatting. Oh. I said, Snapchatting? Yeah. Do you know what that is? And he, you know, explained to me how it worked. And I said, I know how that works, but that was not created for a good reason. There is no, that is all ill intent there. It's all about sexting. It's all about teenagers. I was like, I don't care if you think you're using it for a reason above that. You should not be on that platform. Oh, yeah. And then I told his parents he shouldn't be on that platform, and they removed him from it. But they, and he wasn't doing anything wrong. Right. He was, you know, sending goofy faces to other goofy guys. I mean, you know, he was being a 16-year-old. But, um, Should I Sky Skyboy uses that all the time. Should I have really? Skyboy get off of it? Sky, Son, no more off. Snapchatting, pal. Oh come on. Nope. No more. I can't Snapchat you anymore. No. Me. You Are you doing it right don't now? He's, He's doing it right now running. with some girl named Katie. So okay, well, I'll get you Sky know, off of that. Had never. His parents had never even heard of it. Well, he's been using it almost since it was, you know, put on the market, I think about a year ago. Um, and so, and so, and his parents are informed people. They have iPhones, they have iPads. It was shocking to them that there was something out there they weren't aware of. And so, um, and so I think that we need to stay informed. But the thing is, is that even if we know about all the boogeymen, that doesn't get rid of the boogeymen, right? So right. I think that you need to have your children's passwords. <laughs> you need to be monitoring their computer use. I do not believe in a right to privacy until you leave your parents' No, house. I think you're right on. I mean, you can be respectful. You don't have to eat. But yes. you know what? I, there's a certain um, safety when they know you can access their stuff at any time. Right. Right, exactly. Well, and, and you know, I looked back, um, I knew we were going to be talking about this today, so as I was doing my research yesterday, in 2009, um, a, a sweet little 15-year-old girl uh, killed herself because she had sent some inappropriate images, and they got um, diffused throughout the uh, school system, basically, and yeah. the harassment that followed was horrendous, and her mom walked into her room one day, and she had hung herself. Uh, well, um... When that was being reported in 2009, it was, it was being reported as the second suicide to ever happen because of sexting. In just a few years since then, dozens and dozens and hundreds of individuals have hurt themselves or taken their lives because yeah. of online bullying, especially that has to do with things like Snapchat and sending pictures and being mildly inappropriate or completely inappropriate, yeah. but then having that blown up beyond all belief. And so um, her mom, one of the you know poignant things her mom said was, you know, we had an open dialogue. We conversed with one another. I knew the people in her life. And she said, I just didn't understand what was happening on her computer. Uh. I didn't understand what was happening on her phone. Well, I just met a seven-year-old yesterday that has an iPhone. A seven-year-old little no girl that way. has an iPhone. And she texts. She takes photos. She sends them to all of her friends. What photos do I mean? Really unnecessary. Can you imagine this? Oh man, the photos from a seven-year-old. These are my shoes. Right. This is my turtle. 
Well, I was just about to say, have you seen the photos that seven-year-old takes? Nobody. Nobody wants that. Oh, but, but we are allowing our children to be vulnerable. We think that we're helping them because why shouldn't she have a phone? Why right. shouldn't she have this advanced responsibility? But I think this goes back to the conversation we had about technology a couple weeks ago. You have to earn your stripes. Yeah. And a seven-year-old or a 16-year-old has not earned the right to operate without your parental control. Well, and the maturity. So I, I mean, they don't the have step. the maturity. I mean, there, there's just inherently a level of understanding that a seven-year-old doesn't have that that an adult has. It's just... Well, and, and even if you have the most wise, mature seven-year-old girl or 16-year-old boy, because let's face it, those two ages, as far as maturity goes, are right. pretty comparable. Right, right. <laughs> Even even if you do, their counterparts may not be the most mature, the most wise. You need to protect. It's like, you know, my dad, when he was teaching me to drive, he said, I think you're going to be a good driver. You're very aware. You're very cautious. But the people around you may not be. So you need to be as ready for them as they need to be for you. And I think that that absolutely applies here. So we need to be in our kids' lives. And I know that that is not popular. I know that there are many psychiatrists that would say I was crushing their souls and that's oh, well. okay. I'm kind of here for a little bit of soul crushing. Yeah, crush away. Because I mean, again, in the end, if your child gets harmed, if your child is keeping a secret from you um, that just makes it them being more and more likely to be harmed, you're the one that's going to pay the biggest price knowing that you hadn't Absolutely. done anything you could do. So step in. That's Absolutely. great. So we have to protect our homes, but you also said that we have to make sure that that they're safe, that protect themselves. Exactly. Listen, you're not going to be there all the time. And no matter how crazy you are about checking their emails, which probably shouldn't be (laughs) crazy about that, but no matter how often you're logging into whatever their accounts are or friends with them on Facebook... You have to make it so they can go out into the world. You're not going to be able to protect them from any everything. So I think that the first thing you do is you give your daughters a sense of self-worth. And you need to make sure our girls are living in a society where, you know, it used to be the scarlet letter. Oh, my goodness, you were an adulteress or you had yeah. sex before marriage. You're not worth anything. Get out of here. Live in the woods. We're yeah. done with you. Okay, yeah. Well, obviously, that was Crazy Times USA. Yeah. But now, if you not if you are not overtly sexual, you're not worth anything. If you're not willing to send that picture to that 15-year-old boy, you're not worth anything. So then the girl sends a picture, and then it gets all over school, and she's at a complete loss, and people call her names. Mm-hmm. So I think that what we need to do is we need to give our girls a sense of their self-worth, and we need to teach them that it is absolutely not connected to their sexuality one way or another. Love it. Because here's the thing, those girls that maybe did send the picture, is there no going back for them? Is there, have their parents failed miserably and now there's nothing they can do about it? Absolutely not. You need to take the power away from that situation. You are not that picture. You are not that decision to send that image and you are not what the people call you or react to you because of that image. You have eternal worth. Completely disconnected from that. And I think this 15-year-old girl, for example, if that was something that she had been able to understand before this situation arose, first of all, it probably wouldn't have happened in the first place. But if it had, it would have been a little easier for her to work past 
the things that her peers were throwing in her way. Oh, yeah. Does that make sense? Oh, totally. And it's, I mean, and what's the harm of, of continually teaching, advocating, sharing, discussing where your worth comes from, what is your worth, right. and that your worth is already right. set regardless of, you know, uh, we've had guests on the show before that have used um, an example that it's like a diamond. The diamond has its own value. The setting right, of the exactly. diamond doesn't diminish the value of the diamond. The diamond is already worth exactly. what it's worth. Exactly. And I think I think that we need to... Um, we, we need to arm our girls, you know, because I think the other thing that happens, um, I was reading a study a couple months ago, and I wish I could cite it for you right now, but it's just now coming to mind. But it talked about how girls who grow up in relatively conservative communities are more prone to deal with this because the people around them are more judgmental. They don't feel as able to talk to their parents, and they feel that their worth is directly related to their actions. Interesting, And yeah. so in a community like the one where I live with my daughters, they're actually more at risk for the horrible things that happen and that girls do to themselves because of situations like this than if they were growing up in, um, call it what you will, a more progressive, liberal, yeah. hedonistic, whatever version you want to well, but we, we think, But we think, oh, yeah, but I'll, I mean, our, our, you know, this conservative culture inherently is going to protect them. But it also inherently is going to be more judgmental and more ostracizing right. and more so. It, so maybe the idea you're saying too, though, is it's not just the community, it's not just the culture that it, that's the key. You've got to instill in them their own sense of worth and exactly. why they're so valuable. Exactly. And listen, on top of you know defending themselves in a way, you know, preserving themselves. Let's say it gets to the point where they need to defend themselves. Your daughter. My daughter, anyone's daughter, needs to know how to kick butt. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I mean, I, even Skyboy needs so to learn. Crucial. Yeah, no, I totally agree. But, but it's... I mean, you know, wearing cowboy boots even, if they have to, in order to prove. <laughs> but I, at times, at times things become escalated. And, and, you know, girls are far more vicious than boys are. And so girls often need to be able to defend themselves themselves against other girls. And so um, one of my favorite tips somebody gave me when I had my first daughter was enroll her in karate as soon as you can so that she understands how to defend herself in, in a respectful manner. There you go. Well, if I was tackled in an alley somewhere or bullies decided to escalate things, to a physical nature, I would be completely lost. I don't. I guess I'd scratch them. Yeah. I don't know what I would Go for do. Their My eyes. daughter needs to be more prepared than that. No, totally. <laughs> have you ever heard of a taser? You know, I do have pepper spray. Yeah, but you know what? That I pepper carry... spray is going to end up in your eyes. I know. I'll guarantee. <laughs> then you're going to be in real trouble. It's, but it's true. So if you're going to carry pepper spray. Canister is bedazzled, though. Oh, but that's that's what what'll happen is you'll try to squirt it, but the the one of the jewels will be stuck in the nozzle, and you'll be messed up. I should I should have thought that through. Don't I'm, bedazzle I'm your one. taser or your uh, pepper spray, but maybe if you're going to use these things, also know how to use them. Learn right, how yeah. to defend yourself. And I actually have you exactly, and I. And I think that you need to give. I think that you need to give your daughters your daughters tools so they can feel confident too. Yeah. And so whatever you decide that, that that is in your home. But the the other thing that's been good about karate for my daughter is that um, she she will learn how to. It teaches you a sense of self 
Mm-hmm. I mean, that's self-worth, part of the discipline. Yeah. And so if you can find something like that, um, I think that's good for them because these girls are growing up in a time when, when that is very much absent. And whether that is, um, you know, done on purpose or just from, you know, we've forgotten our values, that's, that's probably up for debate. Totally. But, but either way, they're vulnerable. But it seems like, too, if, we get, if our homes are more in order and, we're, and as parents we're there, if we're trying to kind of instill self-worth, it seems like that might start to move a culture if enough of us were doing it. Right. Well, and that and that is that is the hope. And that and honestly, Matt, this is where I I am an optimist. I always feel like we can do anything and let's sure. change the world. But and maybe this is again because of my two daughters that I I look out into the world that they're going to be growing up in, and I feel a little concerned because yes, I do feel like um, if we do that for our girls and for our boys, that will create a cultural shift. I fear. Um, I hear that it is a a mighty wave we are trying to stop, yeah. and that there are not enough people interested in um, helping you know build up the dam. And so, um, and so that's why that's why I called it an emergency because I I do think that I do think that we need to I think in this generation that when my girls will be growing up I do not see a change for the better perhaps. Perhaps as they raise their daughters, things will have become hmm. become easier. Yeah. But um, as, especially with the spread of technology, everything's getting scarier right now. Yeah, well, There's and especially not really a way around that. Yeah, well, and especially for us because we were born without the technology, so maybe it's less scary for those that were born with it. You know, so right. maybe that's that why they're the ones that true. have to find the answers. You know, because exactly, and we can we can work with them, but um, yeah. But I, I, I just cannot emphasize enough that for now it is our job to protect, protect ours, and then hopefully that does, hopefully that does spread beyond the borders of our own homes. Totally. Fingers crossed. Totally, Fingers crossed. Meg Conley, you rocked it again. You're the best. I'm glad you're me on. I'm bringing cookies. Uh, well, I think we're going to see you next week. Bring, bring the cookies. Just know that Sky will only want a couple, but I, I usually like ten or so. Okay, you know what? There's a bakery. I'm in California right now. There's a bakery down here. I'm bringing up two dozen. Oh. You can stop me if you tried. Okay, I won't even try. Meg Conley, <laughs> you're the best. Everybody go check out Meg's uh, blog, meginprogress.com. She'll give you more great ideas on life and family and your kids. This is the Matt Townsend Show. We're going to take a break, come back, wrap up this show on bullying. You're listening to Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. Welcome back to the Matt Townsend Show. We're wrapping it up with a little bit of a mix between the Benny Hill theme and hee-haw. There's the Benny Hill right there. Kind kind of. Yeah. That's a bit of a stretch. Anyway, we're wrapping up the show with the question, Should uh, is it okay to have a bully be bullied? And Because that, that's always kind of in every movie. There's the bully, beats everyone up. And then eventually somebody's bigger or they all get together and they beat up the bully and boom. Well, there's nothing wrong with bully justice. So, Is that what they call that? Yeah. So so back to the future, you have Biff. Biff Andrew. What was and, his name? Uh, Biff Tannen. Biff Tannen. 
Why don't you make like a tree and get out of here? <laughs> so at the end of the movie, when George Mc, George McFly, yeah, shrimping little George McFly, Litty bitty McFly, Dex and knocks out Biff. That's yeah, a good thing. Totally. But what about the times when the bully gets bullied by a bigger bully? Mm-hmm. That's their way of getting. Okay, I've lived this. Have you? For real. I told you about my sisters used to torture me, and they'd rub their long hair over my face. Well, one day, my sister's boyfriend was over there, and she was teasing me in front of her boyfriend. And I was probably, again, eight. But Then no, you smacked her in the mouth. I was older, so I was probably 10. Because I had, gone to, I had already gone to a scout's uh, thing where I learned judo. We went one night for scouts, and I learned judo. And I learned one move in judo. Which was just a trip, a takedown, where you just flip someone to the ground. So my sister's making fun of me in front of her husband, her husband, her boyfriend Jeff Rollholt was his name, and um, I'm just dropping every name I can. And I couldn't take it anymore. And in my head, I thought judoer. I think that was the technical term. Better judo. No, I I, I actually said judo her, judoer. And so I did. And it all went in slow motion. And she grabbed me and I moved my leg over her leg. I even, I think I even did a little, (laughs) flipped her on her back and knocked the breath out of her. And everything was in slow motion. And her boyfriend was like, what the weird and I got huge, big eyes, and I thought in my head, get out of here, and I ran away because I knew she'd kill me, took down the bully, crushed her, and I got in huge trouble when my mom got home. And she never walked again. She, and since then, she's never walked again. But you didn't have to bring that part up. I know. I I was too afraid to come home. So it works, but nobody seems to care. Can I not take on the bully? But no, now I'm the bad guy. And now my mom's like, I can't leave you with my daughter without you guys fighting. Well, it was actually pretty cool because my sister's boyfriend was like, that was cool. That's pretty cool. But see, was that (sighs) you getting standing up to the bully? Yeah, I took her out. See, some of that might be okay, but if the bully is picked on by a bigger bully who is just out of the picture entirely. You don't think I'm a bigger you, bully than – No, because you were the original guy getting picked on. Well, I know, but, I, but I evolved because I went to judo class. So I was a different kind of – now I was a dangerous small man. I feel like there's a difference between standing up to the bully and revenge. Ooh. Even the word revenge just sounds, I don't know, vengeful. Or if you're defending Moraine in Back to the Future. Hey, you, get your hands off of her. Oh, sorry, Biff. Did you play a killer McFly? Or was uh, that Biff? I'll, no, no, that was McFly. Good, okay, yeah. You okay, Biff. I'll, I'll finish up that homework and I'll run it over to you first thing tomorrow. By the way, so for those of you that aren't watching this on TV, which is all of you, you would actually see Rob while he's saying that, pointing his fingers and gesticulating. Is that the word? Gesturing. Lorraine, are you okay? 
Well, um, okay. So that was our dramatization about um, bullying. Uh, if you want more information, I guess they should go back and watch Back to the Future. Do not be Biff Tannen, and you're on a good start. I don't think bullies should be bullied by bigger bullies. Otherwise, we're proponents of bullying. If you're going to have your bully dealt with, get a young judo man and uh, have him take him out. If you want to call me, give us a call, 1-855-CHAT-BYU, and we'll set you up. Right, Sky? Sky, do you think a little judo guy could have helped your, you in your situation? For sure. Of course. Where were you? After the show, I'm going to teach you how to do that flip. Okay. It's pretty simple. I appreciate that. We'll practice it a few times. Folks, this is the Matt Townsend Show. Thanks for joining us. Bullying. Let's just start looking out for each other. I love that idea we learned about earlier. Have your kids start protecting some of those that need protection. Let's uh, together lift the world one bully at a time. This is the Matt Townsend Show right here on BYU Radio.